to another episode of the self development tactics podcast today we are i'm just thinking where there's something left that i wanted to do or that i should be doing you know some book summary that i have not finished yet and that probably is something but i do not really know so um we're gonna have a look at the self-improvement subreddit or no we are maybe um We are gonna have at the Andrew Huberman news. Let's and I'm out of breath. I was just working out a bit. <sighs> I should not do this to myself. <laughs> Tools to manage dopamine and improve motivation and strive. I don't really know if I went through this already. Toolkit for sleep, teach and to learn better with a neuroplasticity super protocol. Designs and use of cold exposure for health and performance. Five science-based steps to improve your workspace. <laughs> let's you know. Let's just talk about dopamine. I think there's never going to be something bad about that. Managing dopamine speaks, um, peaks. Peaks. Uh, speaks. I am willing to go through it from the bottom to the top. Why I don't really know. Because I have the feeling if I already went through this, then um, at least it is not in the same constitution. It's not in the same way. It's not, you know what I mean. So there we go. It should be fine. It's a bit dark, my other screen, but but yeah, anyway. Success breeds success is true, but if you don't manage the dopamine, the dopamine associated with the pursuit and your wins, your dopamine baseline and the dopamine you experience from reaching milestones will start to diminish over time and you'll feel far less satisfaction from, well, everything. This is a common problem, but there are ways to overcome or even avoid it altogether. Leverage the power of dopamine released by reaching milestones to increase Ongoing motivation. Um, I just have to take a bit of a <laughs> of a break. <laughs> Haven't even read anything, and I'm having to take a break. Um, very recently, I at least felt like you know there's nothing confirmed. Having some issues with my heart. Um, maybe it's also placebo. I really hope it is. But it is nothing that nice, so bear with me, please. So the first one, use randomly and intermittent reward timing. So R-I-R-T, this is the most powerful schedule for dopamine release and staying motivated. The casinos use it to take people's money, it works out of another time. You can use R-I-R-T to your advantage to stay motivated in any pursuit. The key is to celebrate your wins, but not celebrate your celebrate every win when you succeed in reaching a milestone sometimes enjoy that other times at random just keep going even better associate winning with the effort process itself that is the holy grail of dopamine management for success won't make you dull or unhappy it will make everything easier and more pleasurable without the peaks and valleys of dopamine 
that external reward driven people experience and you'll obtain all the external rewards anyway. Um, what I additionally like about that is, uh, is this notion of, well, it's, it's not about winning. Um, so, so when I'm failing or when there is, you know, some critical feedback that I'm getting, you know, things turn out not to be as good as I thought it is and, and whatever, because very often things are tremendously, tremendously subjective. Uh, unfortunately, this is the case. <laughs> um, sometimes it, you know, sometimes it might also be about things that I or you or, or whoever just, you know, does not see yet. You know, maybe I do not see that this, that, and the other thing isn't that great yet. Or was maybe better before and so on and so forth. So, um, also always, I don't know, like mm, saying that it is not my fault, but the other person's fault. I don't know if this makes things better. I don't think so. But yeah, um, remember that dopamine is subjective. Remember, the brain does not know external rewards. No dopamine is stripped in your brain. It only knows the associations of events with the internal chemical, in this case, dopamine release. Don't underestimate the extent to which the dopamine system and the sense of whether you are on the right track or under your cognitive control. The prefrontal cortex, the executive control point of your brain is part of the dopamine pathway and provides objective top-down control uh, belief effect. For motivation levels, these are not placebo or small effects. Telling yourself you are moving toward your goal is a huge stimulator of dopamine release and under your control. Of course, you can't lie to yourself and say you have won when you lost, but as you progress toward milestones, register in your mind. Which I think is always a good idea. I am not the biggest fan of mantras and being like, oh, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm manifesting this, that, and the other shit. I don't really believe in it. I have not read anything about it, so it might be my bad to say this, you know, is not true or, you know, it, it doesn't work and or whatever. Maybe it does work. Who the fuck knows? I don't. But, uh, yeah. Spotlighting. Dopamine interacts with the visual system. Dr. Emily Balsedis, a professor of psychology at the New York University or NYU, discussed on Human Lab podcast how physically focusing your visual attention on a specific point or spotlight will help maintain focus during bouts of goal work. When you focus on a particular point, immediately, is it immediately, medley, whatever, um, where is it? I've lost the line. That is not good. A medley of neurochemicals, dopamine, epinephrine, and others are recruited and put you into a state of readiness and clear focus. Don't layer too many sources of dopamine, which for example is taking pre-workout, listening to music, and then also working out, like having too many, um, too many things. Supplements to microspike dopamine. I have the feeling of not really going through this. It, it is part of the science. It is part of the whole topic, but I'd hate to see people being like, okay, I'm just going to take my L-tyrosine 30 minutes before mental 
or a physical workout and then I'm going to feel really good about myself and I'm also going to be really productive. Probably you are going to be, um, but still, I think, and um, as far as I remember, this is also something that Andrew said, uh, he's only doing that sometimes, you know, it's it's really about not to, uh, you know, making sure that this is not going to be a habit or it's not, you're not creating this habit. But yeah, he is also saying my favorite pre-workout or pre-cognitive workout supplement is 300 milligrams of alpha GPC, 500 milligrams of phenyl ethylamine and sometimes 500 milligrams of L-tyrosine. If I really want to drop into focus and it is early, it's it's early day, I chase it with espresso. The Human Lab podcast is now partnered with Momentus because they have superb quality and ship internationally. So maybe check out Momentus as you can see here on the very bottom of it. It might be worth it. I don't really know, um, but I do care. Um, Let's see the science of mantras. Let's see what uh, what uh, we can find something there. Asian science of mantras, wisdom of the sages. Um, understanding the science of mantra, science of mantra by whomever. I mean, the first one was indeed a paper, as far as I can tell. Um, Asian science, or is it just about the book? I don't really know. You know, and kind of the second part of the book throws light on the rise. Well, this is basically a summary, isn't it? <laughs> so we might at some point go through that, but not today. You know, it's definitely not for for today. Um, mm, let, let's see what Swami. Ah, the fuck. Do I really want to go through this? There's also um, apparently an audio version of that. So the science of mantra by Swami Krishna Nanda, I'd say. I'm not really sure, which is K-R-I-S-H-N-A-N-A-N-D-A. The NDA is also doing that thing. Well, world, I mean, HimalayanInstitute.org. Is this really an institute? <laughs> I doubt it. Meditation or dhyana is a one-pointed state of internal focus which is effortlessly maintained for some time. The word meditation has come to be used loosely and inaccurately in modern world. It is not daydreaming, fantasizing or letting the mind wander and indulge itself or travel into its past grooves or habit patterns. The practice of meditation is an exact and precise technique for fathoming all the levels of ourselves and finally experiencing the center of consciousness within. It is not a part of any religion. It is a science, which means that this process allows a particular order, what has definite principles and produces results that can be verified. Yeah, meditation, surely. And yes, there is mantra meditation, isn't there? Um, but I don't know, you know. From silence to silence, the power and significance of mantra does not result from its literal meaning, but from the power of its subtle vibrations. Students often wonder whether any word or sound can be a mantra and if they can select a mantra for themselves from a book or by using uh, um, 
and by using a word or phrase to which they are attracted, such as the words peace or love, actually, the authentic mantras were not invented or developed by any person. They are sounds that were received and experienced by the great sages in states of deep meditation. They are not part of any particular language or religion. They are profound, precise sounds that are eternal and universal. When the sages came back from the deep states of meditation, they conveyed the sounds they had received to those students who were prepared to hear them. And if it if it is these revealed mantras, they'll help the aspirants to attain the highest level of deep meditation. The power of significance. Soundless sound. Well, um, maybe there is going to be some time, someday, where I'm going through this. It's actually quite interesting. Um, would still be interesting if this is really an, inst uh, uh, an institute. What did I say before? Institute? No, yeah, institute. Um, who knows? I don't know. But yeah, with that being said, I'm going to end the episode there. And hopefully see you the next time.